Best friend hood. Best friend. 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 You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Best friend hood. Me 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 me. You 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 you. Hey. Hi. I just tried to put on more glasses. I saw that. You already have one pair of glasses on. You don't need another. Unless you do, in which case you should probably just go to the eye doctor. Listen, 40-40 vision means you see the future. I, I don't I don't think that's correct. You're not wrong. <laughs> I was so disappointed to find out that my prescription had not changed as much as I thought it had. Because my vision... Some, even yes. Oh, yeah. My astigmatism has gotten significantly worse, but my distance vision which is where i really struggle was almost the same like there's very little difference between these new glasses and my old glasses other than the adjustments for the astigmatism Hmm. like so things are clearer with these why with my other glasses things were really getting blurry i don't understand eyeballs could it have been perhaps the lenses were worse for wear that's a possibility. I've only had them for a year, though. Well, I think about what turmoil I put my lenses through. That is fair. I leave them places. I sit on them. I the will cats say, play with them. My last glasses, not a scratch on them. Whereas the glasses I'd had prior for five years, scratched all to hell. Mm-hmm. Also, I shared with a coworker today because he he was um, talking about how his eyes were weary as he for an extraordinarily long amount of time, more than I do. And I stare at screens a lot. Mm -hmm. He was doing even more so. And I said, well, have you considered getting those blue light lenses? And he said, well, no, because it's going to be expensive. And I haven't gotten my eye insurance card yet. And I went, hold your roll. You don't even need it. And I showed him an online optical site. Uh And we were able to find him a pair of frames for seven dollars oh my gosh and then his prescription with the blue light tint 21 dollars and then shipping made it to be about 31 dollars for yeah. one complete set of prescription glasses and they had a coupon going on right now where you get your <laughs> second frames at half off dang that's amazing do not worry about your eye Use your eye insurance for your doctor's visits. Right. You can go online. online. Well, even online, you are able to request a, uh, what's it called? Oh, yeah. For insurance, a claim. Yeah. An itemized receipt that you can submit a claim because most eye insurance, if not all eye insurance, offers a certain amount of reimbursement. Yeah. Like mine is like $125 that they will cover. I paid $40 for the glasses I'm wearing right now, and they do have the blue light blocker, which mm-hmm. is kind of trippy because when I well, take my glasses off, colors. it's like yes. yellow, blue, yellow, mm-hmm. blue, yellow, well, blue. And, and if I would take a picture, I could show you that in your lens, uh, it's slightly yellowed. Mm-hmm. Not a tremendous amount, but... I've just been smoking with these glasses for 93 years. 93 years. All it is is tobacco residue. Whoa. <laughs> 
Um, That's all I could think the first time I put them on. It's like, oh, gross. It looks like somebody's been smoking in a hotel room for a long time. It's also going to save your eyeballs when you're looking at, which is what we do nowadays. Yeah, my eyes are so much less fatigued at the end of the day because either I'm doing notes, I'm having telehealth sessions, or I'm playing my Switch and watching TV and whatever else. Like My eyeballs don't hurt like they used to. And there are, especially if you've never bought eyeglasses online before, there are ways to figure out uh, the width that you would like for them to be, your Mm -hmm. pupillary distance. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have to go to your eye doctor for these things to happen. Nope. Especially if you have an old favorite pair of glasses. Right. You can measure those and find a pair online for hella cheap. Make sure that you can see the world in its grand beauty. You deserve that. You do And you can get that that. for $31 (laughs) online. Yep. When did this become an infomercial for eyeglass wear ever since we started talking <laughs> <laughs> uh yes i just i love the websites that you shared with me because that's where i got these there are two yeah and i was able to get four pairs of glasses for under 84 dollars. same with shipping yeah last year i think i got four pair two i didn't ever wear because they and were prescription wire. like i want to yell that out like with my prescription in them Yeah, not just like, oh, cute, non-prescription lenses that just are fashionable. Like, no, these actually let me see the world. Mm -hmm. And Do you remember what it was like to look at a tree and remember how detailed leaves are? Yes, I distinctly Um, remember that because I got my glasses probably a month after I'd been to the doctor and came over here. And I just remember taking them off and putting them on mm -hmm. and taking them off and putting them on. Oh my God, your face has so much detail. You're so pretty. And I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) And you're still my friend. (laughs) Yeah. So go online, get your eyeglasses that you need. Hella cheap. It's doable. It is doable. And if the website... I'm grateful for that. Me too. And if the website asks for your pupillary distance and your prescription from your doctor doesn't have that included... You can print off a little... A little ruler. Because mine did not. And I called... This is how I... Because I was super perturbed. Because I called my eye doctor's office. And I said, mm-hmm. uh, you didn't include my pupillary distance on this? And she went, oh, uh, we only grant that measurement when patients come in and purchase frames and glasses from us here at mm-hmm. the office. And I went, okay. I had never... Normally, I'm not salty towards people yeah. on the phone. Yeah. But when she told me that, I went... Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> Ooh. Because oh, I was just so perturbed. I'm it's like, ridiculous. I spent so much money, my copay, and if I didn't have insurance, I would right. have never gone. But now you're asking me if I want this one thing, my pupillary distance, that I need to come in and I need to pay six hundred goddamn dollars. No. Yep. Thank you. So I found this little thing. You print it off. Or just take a tape measure. Have a friend. That's what I did. Have a friend with you. You hold up a tape measure and you look directly at one point. Do not move your eyes. And you ask that friend to look at the tape measure. And they measure your pupillary distance. It is totally doable without... Yep. And certain online services will actually include cute little rulers with a nose notch and everything. And that's all it is. It's a ruler with a notch removed for your noggin. And your 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 nausea. I have like ten of them now, so if you need one, hit me up. <laughs> I can help you Become out. Become a Patreon donor and we'll send it to you. <laughs> or just be nice to me. 
Oh, that's true, too. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you're nice to us, we'll just come over and help you measure it. Yeah. Because it, it is a two-person thing. It's definitely a two-person thing. Yeah. yeah. I tried to do it by myself once. So did I. In the bathroom mirror. I'm like, oh, no. I can't. <laughs> My eyes move when I try to look at things. Right. Oh, that's how. That's weird. That's how, that's how eyes work. Yeah. That's how, that's how our muscles work. I did that, too. I held a tape measure up to my head and, like. Oh God! Oh yeah, it's sixty-four. Albus, six, kitty cat. Sixty-four. His fifty-eight. What? <laughs> it's not easy. No. Do you know what is easy? Our friendship. <sighs> I was just gonna say, do you know what is easy? <laughs> and then I was gonna say something rude. For what? Well, I was gonna switch into our transition of. You know what is easy? That's Melissa. I'm not easy. <laughs> no, which you is why are? I stopped myself. Oh, that's rather funny, though. I do like that. <laughs> and that's Jake. And, and we're not easy. Oh. It's an this, easy best friendhood. <laughs> this is best friend. I so, I'm sorry. I can't stop laughing. Yep. And we're not going to change it. That's going to be that. And you get to edit it. Hooray. Oh, my God. I forgot the okay yep i'll come did over you tomorrow the thumb drive I did. that's all right i brought my computer but not my thumb drive what if we just hold your computer real close to mine maybe does that work airdrop osmosis no we tried that airdrop doesn't work from computer to computer not from yours to mine because <clears throat> yours is ninety thousand years old yes it's actually a stone tablet that i use a chisel mm-hmm yeah, in case you've wondered what that hammering sound is in the background of every episode, it's Melissa actually mm-hmm. hammering the grooves of the vinyl. Well, what would be a vinyl eventually? It's but granite. It's granite. Yes, granite. And then we transfer that good. into a vinyl, which then gets transmitted into a digital copy. Yes, because I do have a closet wizard who knows magic enough to send this to the interwebs. Correct. His name is Usador. <laughs> He likes birds. He's covered in shit constantly. But I will Hates tell you. starlings. He does. It's so strange. Yes. But he's rather good at what he does. Hello from the Magic Tavern. Look up that podcast. It's one of my favorites. It is so delightful. Chunt. <laughs> so this week. Yes. This week. What a week. What a week indeed. Because we did record early. We actually did not record together last week. Nope, because As I was you out were of town. Furthering your education for your profession. Correct. Which is amazing, and we discussed that earlier, and I was so enthralled. It was absolutely it was so intriguing. Mm. And I had so many questions. And I hope that you found it the same way that when I was asking you questions, I could see you like dialing back and it felt like hopefully you were hearkening back to what you just went to training for and reinforcing that knowledge that you just learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt so myself going like, oh, wait a second. This is this is very therapist therapist specific. You, Why would you know what I'm talking about? I need to bring it back into like normal people talk. <laughs> Not therapist talk. But I do, like, you and I, we've been friends, and we and we speak about your profession often. And I feel like even though I do not necessarily know the big words and proper names for things or mechanisms or uh, 
grander moments, the way that you speak about what you do is so interesting to me because I am a feeler. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about helping people through their feels, I'm like, I think I get this. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I like to toss questions your way because I want to also understand the the way of the feels, I guess. Mm. Um, because the human experience is so interesting. It happens and we've studied and we can only understand what happens to humans, mm -hmm. through humans, as humans. Mm -hmm. The brain wants to learn more about the brain. It's so weird. That's all it is. That's all psychology is. That's all what a lot of science is, is the brain wanting to know about the world outside of the brain. But psychology is the brain wanting to know about itself. I did call you in your profession. Like, <laughs> yes, if you can imagine that the human brain and the emotions and inner workings as a computer, mental health professionals are gentle hackers. They are the good hackers, the Robin Hood hackers of the human brain. <laughs> and I I really respect and I think that it's so needed, especially as we as humans are evolving, not necessarily in body, but much more so in mind and mm -hmm. in society mm -hmm. to have people who can help us work through all of the extra because we're no longer hunters and gatherers. And survival. No, we do those things for pleasure rather than survival. Right. So where does our survival come in? In the mental capacity. Mm -hmm. We have to survive this world mentally. We sure do. And that's a tough ticket sometimes. It really can be. It really can be. Can I interject just a second? Maybe. If it's decent. I don't know. We'll see. What do you got? One of my favorite movies growing up was The Matrix. You have a movie that you actually have watched. Yes. And that you like. There are 12 of them. What? <laughs> this is one. The Matrix. Neo being a hacker and like all of the nonsense that looking back were like, uh, no, that's not how computers work. Uh, what? How, um, okay. No. I just rewatched it and I was like, oh, I don't. I don't think that's an accurate representation of the internet. Not of the Matrix itself, but just the way he was living within the world. Mm -hmm. And like, oh yeah, he's just like this super cool hacker who just like types a few things on his keyboard and boom, the whole world is open to him. No, that's not... That's that's not how it happened. No. No, no, no. I mean, before he went into the Matrix. Oh, Like at the me. very, very, okay. very beginning of the All movie. Right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Before he went into the Matrix, at the very beginning of the movie when he's just living in his slummy apartment and Wait, just... Do you remember that? You don't. There is an Angelina Jolie movie called Hackers. I am aware that that exists. I have never seen it. I know you are all shocked. <laughs> But when you said like therapists and psychologists and mental health professionals are basically hackers of the brain, my mind went to, oh my God, does that make me like the Morpheus, the Neo, the Oracle? Which character of the Matrix am I? <laughs> Which there is no good analogy. There is no good analogy for that. But I think, well, here's the thing, Jacob. It's because you cannot transpose yourself onto one of those because for each client, you are one or all. Mm -hmm. I'm a chameleon. 
at work. I am shifting to match my client's needs. Correct. If you need someone very direct to say, hey, I'm going to call you on your bullshit with love and compassion. Correct. That's what I'm going to do. Yes. If you're someone who is in a really difficult spot, I'm going to be very warm and empathic and compassionate. The one thing that doesn't change is my utmost respect and belief in my client, no matter who you are. This other human who was sitting before you, who was just trying to survive mentally Mm -hmm. in the world that we are in. Yep. And I get to walk alongside them for a little bit of their journey. I wanted to take that somewhere and I'm knowing that I shouldn't. Okay. In a way that I actually like, I look in the sand and there were two pairs of footsteps Mm. and then there was one. But those two pairs of footsteps were when you were helping somebody in their deepest mode of need. Mm -hmm. And when there was only one, it was because they became strong enough to carry themselves again. Mm -hmm. A much better representation of that poem. Of this existence. Keep it in if you want. I will. Edit out if you... I love that. Because I do believe that. And I do... I say that because... Well... Well, hold on. Please. Um, Thank you. I recognize that religion and maybe that poem might mean a lot for somebody in a different realm. But for me and this poem, guess what? As much space and love and respect as I grant you for that poem in your view... This is mine, so please Mm -hmm. grant me that as well. I will never discount your view of that poem and your view of it. But for me, I think when you find two sets of footprints, it's because you needed somebody else to walk side by side with you. Mm -hmm. And then when you were strong enough again, you walked on your two feet. And hopefully your two feet then met with somebody else's path when they needed someone else. Mm-hmm. Flipper doodle it because wholeheartedly, the one thing that I do know for fact, without belief, I know for a fact is that I have friends mm-hmm. who will walk beside me when I need them most. And that's what I was going to say, actually. You just took the words right out of my brain that. <laughs> When we're walking alongside someone in the sand and you see those two sets of footsteps, it's because you had a friend with you and maybe that friend helped you get through a really tough time. And as you grew or healed or did whatever was needed, you got back on your own two feet. You didn't need the person to support you, to have their arm around you and say, I've got you, I'm going to help you through this. And it doesn't mean that just because the footsteps go away, it's okay now like we've talked about before like different kinds sometimes one of us needs a little bit more emotional support than the other and it it kind of ebbs and flows in terms of some days i just need to blah and sometimes you just need to blah and that's when i think those footsteps get really really close and then other times they're six feet away and (laughs) and we're practicing social distancing is anybody practicing social distancing anymore is that still a thing or have we moved on from that i don't know i believe we've moved on okay the idea of that poem as a representation of having important people in your life i find that really it's a really nice and different way of looking at that rather than again i'm not gonna yuck somebody else's yum exactly if that poem means a lot to you for the religious element of it then good on you for me it never held that sway 
ditto. Because I never felt like a damsel. I never wanted to feel like a damsel in distress. No. Because I've always been proffered that. Mm-hmm. And I've also been proffered many different ways, many different kinds of organized religion. Mm-hmm. And none of it's stuck. Mm-hmm. And that's for me personally. For other people, that is their thing. Well, and your religious experience is not, it doesn't have any effect on anybody else's or it nope. shouldn't. And I, if it does, I, then I that's something that they need to work on. I wish that people would see it that way all of the kind, all of the time. Don't push your religion on me, yo. I never push my, my religion on you. I never ask you out of your comfort zone. I might discuss something with you or welcome a different idea, but I'm not going to push an idealization of something on you. Because do you know what you deserve? The space and the respect to be your own human being and however you are enjoying and interacting with your reality. Mm-hmm. That's yours to have, Broham. And let others have their own. Yep. I wholeheartedly believe this. As someone who was raised in a belief system that Mm -hmm. depended upon you spreading the word to others and if you did not you were thought less of or could even risk going to hell correct because you didn't spread the word enough which is just so asinine like you didn't manipulate or because that's what i was taught not ways of sharing business that does not sound like religion i'm gonna rein myself in here I get really activated. I was taught and believed for a short time that if I didn't share my religion, if I didn't go out and stand quite literally on the street corner and witness to other people, then I was endangering my eternal life. And if you choose to believe that, okay, I will respect your choice in your own belief. Yeah, you have that choice. That is your space. Don't fucking talk to me on the street corner about your religion, though. No, please don't. When I politely say, no, thank you, leave me alone. Because I'm respecting you. Respect me in return. I'm a goddamn adult. Correct. I've lived a full life just like you have. And I've made my choices. And we've all been through shit. You do not need to proselytize to me because you don't know me. Stranger who's trying to... Uh, right now an imaginary stranger but i've come across these people a lot you don't know my journey and you don't know don't that i have already what been you're being asked right. or asking of others no because you've been because indoctrinated children uh, often yes like i i i you I, you will never know my own journey in terms of my spiritual beliefs, my religious beliefs, however you care to categorize them. Yes. Don't you dare, do not dare to tell me what I should believe or what is the right thing for me to believe. You don't know my story. Keep your grubby little fingers out of it. And have you been across the world? Have you lived in everyone's shoes? Whom are you to say that what you believe is the one and right thing. Mm-hmm. If you traverse this world, there are some universal things. There's be universal good, truth. Be a good human. Yes. Most religions talk about treating others as you would care to be treated. Mm-hmm. Most religions speak about basic rules. Don't murder people. Don't steal. Don't, don't lie. Steal. Don't cheat. Oh, mamma jamma pudding pie. Is that so difficult? I don't need the threat 
of eternal damnation to stop me from doing those things because I choose to live a life that I am proud of, which does not include any of those things. And I don't choose that because I'm afraid of going to hell. I choose that because I just want to be a person that builds other people up. And it's more. And I don't I want to. I can say to... that I'm doing more than you are currently. Mm-hmm. Because what you're doing is judging. And is that not a thing within your religion that says, within the do Christian not judge religion. lest ye be judged? Mm-hmm. We are treading on thin ice. So I, I, yes, I we are. would like to offer a motion that we shift away from this. Okay. Just because I know this is a really difficult topic for me to talk you're, about. And, I, and I do know that it's uh, religion, spirituality. These things are so deeply personal Mm -hmm. that I know that you are correct. You and I, as friends, we talk about these things often, but I think that you're right. We are not here to alienate or judge, but I think I'm, I'm not ashamed of what we have said because I think that it's very much truthful and I think it's very forward and we are just calling out what we have experienced. Yes. Our personal experiences and our personal thoughts Mm -hmm. and that is all and that's and these are experiences and thoughts that are not driven or no these are not targeted at at anyone this is literally this just came up naturally this isn't something we talked about beforehand it just came up and here we are because you know what this episode was supposed to be about (laughs) i can't remember oh well let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) so uh oh because i tried to get into this we talked about how i talked about how um, we weren't able to record last week because you were gone for your training. Mm-hmm. And this week on Monday was Valentine's Day. Oh my gosh, that's right. Yes. And so <clears throat> tonight was the first night that you and I have gotten together in over a week. Two weeks. Holy balls. Has it been? Yeah. I wondered, and I told you about this earlier. Earlier this week, I felt so hollow and bored. And I was like, why am I feeling as such? And I didn't even, the thing of it was, the only thing I did about it was eat some popcorn and vacuum. Hey, you are productive. I'm a 35-year-old lady. <laughs> um, Yeah, I felt hollow and bored because I, I haven't had my Jacob time. Right. And like, I was so bored with the week. Anywho. I'm trying to get to why this is the topic this week. Can I add one thing? Of course you can. I'm remembering. You got this. Go (laughs) ahead. On Thursday, when I was getting ready to leave town. Oh, when I went to board meetings. Yes. I was so like Thursdays. I'm always in a little bit of a rush to get out of work just because I know that I'm going to leave work. I'm going to come over here. I'm going to have best friend time. We're going to record. It's going to be wonderful. And last Thursday, I had that same like sense of urgency, like, yeah, 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 I got, oh, wait, no, I have to drive five or four hours uh, by myself. Oh, God. It was weird. Tina noises. (laughs) Tina Belcher noises. (laughs) Uh, And literally, like, I got in the car and I was, oh, this isn't right. I'm really excited to be going where I'm going, but gosh darn it. And then. I got home so late on Sunday. You did. I mean, I got home an hour and a half or two hours earlier than I thought because we finished the training just a little bit early. Because imagine it you was all being Super Bowl Sunday. MFers. 
Well, we had voted on the first day. Oh. The trainer was like, hey, so when I scheduled this training, I didn't realize that like the Super Bowl is a thing because she's not like oh, a football she, fan. I, I had no idea it was Super Bowl Sunday. Like 4.30 or 5, yeah? So she's like, if, if, if you guys want, we can start early and get done early. And everybody unanimously all 40 of us raised our hands Dude, who doesn't want to get done early my whole thought was uh you're already yeah. in town get it done get yeah get like, it done i don't give a shit we're here yeah get like let me get home an hour or two earlier i still didn't go to bed until 10 which is way later than i want to on a sunday night isn't that adorable listeners you heard that i got home at eight and i was like or eight forty-five, and i was like cool I'm home with time to like unpack a little bit, take my bedtime pills, done. And then I had to like continue unpacking after taking my bedtime pills because oh. I brought so much shit that I didn't need. <laughs> like like you said, you brought your books and your switch and none of them you unpacked. Nope. I had my That's suitcase. I had my food bag. Weekend of learning. Yeah. Oh yeah. My brain was so full. It's still full. I like, know. I did nothing today. I slept. I was very proud of you when I heard that because that's not your norm. That's not your norm. No, not at all. I am up and, at six thirty. I've told you, you went a weekend without respite. And oh yeah. You, your profession, what you do, your brain and your empathy system, your everything Fried. needs respite. Time off. I worked four days, trading for three days, work for four days, and I'd, we're not talking like we're talking. It might not be heavy physical labor. It is heavy emotional labor. Heavy emotional labor in different ways for different people, hours at a time without a lunch break, because you are kind like that and you fit people in when they can. Yeah. I know that you wouldn't say that, so I needed to say that for you, and you squish it into four days. Mm-hmm. And not squish. No, because everybody because, gets their time. Yes. You are so purposeful and professional and kind and diligent in the way that you do what you do. Oh, perfect moment to bring it back because this week's topic That's exactly what I was thinking. is called Gushers Moment. Because it was Valentine's week, right? Moment to gush your love and stuff and whatevs. So that was a quick little hot ticket of gush. <laughs> because I am so wholeheartedly proud of you. And what's even more not important emboldening that your boss said as much as well mm -hmm. did she not say that you have about you the stuff that somebody who has been in your job from 10 years would have and you've been here for two mm -hmm. yeah i i definitely got very emotional when she said that you deserve that recognition and i'm glad that somebody else sees it because I, I can tell you what I see, but the difference is I'm not in your profession. Mm -hmm. So when you That's are fair. able to hear it from your cohorts, from hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I want to give them a high five because they see it. <laughs> but I know that they do. And I also know in the way that you speak about what you do, not only are you growing as a human, but you're also growing as a healer an understander and a peaceful person for people who don't have that. Mm -hmm. 
there is a reason why people speak your your name when someone's asking about how they can find help. It's because you are a helper. And not only that, this is me talking about your profession. I'm going to gush some more on you. All you have to do is sit there and look handsome. He also just recently got a haircut and it looks primo. (laughs) Oh my God. He's also superbly kind. Whenever my Jacob is around me, this is one thing that I've noticed. He probably doesn't know that I noticed this. But if I start to go off on a tangent, I can see this slight shift in his body where he goes, oh, and I, I wonder I wonder if his clients do see this as well, to listener mode, not counselor mode, listener mode. Because this beautiful human who is before me, my best friend, he has this innate capability of becoming a listener. And it's kind of fun because he'll move his shoulders back. He won't drop them quite yet, but he'll move his shoulders back and he'll tilt his head slightly. And then once you've started talking and then perhaps you've hit a crescendo of a conversation or you share an emotion that meant something, that's when you'll see the shoulders actually like drop and the head nod comes around. My Jacob is a listener because he chooses to be, because he wants to share his time and his life with people that he loves. And also, 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 he has been so kind to share his family. I've gotten to meet Bebaluk. I've gotten to meet his brother. I've gotten to meet Mama T, Papa S, who I gave some guff to on Facebook, and I'm not sure that he understood that I was giving him guff. Did he understand that I was giving him guff? I don't remember what you're talking about. It was the bird. He asked, is that a kite? And he went, no, it's a bird. Yes. I knew that he. I knew that a kite is a bird. That is that is the kind of guff that he gives. Okay. So, yes. Because then he, after I said, it's not a kite, it's a bird, Papa. And then after that, he replied with a whole Wikipedia article about kite the bird. I went, okay, so I maybe know I was it. giving you guff. Maybe Papa. we need to clarify that with him. I did. Please, would you like? I was tra la la la. I saw. I didn't realize he had responded. I saw. Oh, he did with a Wikipedia page. Adorable. Don't mansplain the woman's jokes to her. I know I'm funny. I'm waiting for you to figure that out. <laughs> Oh, shit. Even that's funny. Love you, Papa. <laughs> love you, Papa. And I also love the the space that you create and that you give me as your friend. And I like the way that we interact with our now together. What do you mean by that? I'm not exactly sure, but I do know that I mean it. Okay. Does that make sense? I can accept that. Because I think it's it's part acknowledging that we're in the now. And I like the fact that we don't just pretend like it's something grander or dismiss the quality of being. Just being. Gosh, I'm not sure if that makes sense. Like when I'm with you, just being in the moment feels just as golden as traversing a botanical garden. Not as awesome, but just as golden. <laughs> there's a precursor there. Yeah. There's, a, there's a caveat. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not as golden, but just as awesome, or vice versa. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. I don't know if good because that's what matters. Yeah, I feel at home with you. What was it that I told you earlier? Well, you flipper doodled it a couple times. I did. I 
really screwed that up. No, you didn't screw it up. You just said it. What I said to Melissa earlier was that, you know, after the last two weeks of, of working a very intense job and going to a training that had me doing some really emotionally and intellectually difficult things. All at once. All at once. And then coming home from that very late, well, later than I would like, and another week of work. I was like, I don't I don't know, you know, thinking in the future, knowing that I have to do this again, we were talking about like maybe making some plans and I kind of put the brakes on and was like, I don't know if I can do that. Like I might need some, some mental home space yeah. or something along those lines. And the words that followed were just that Melissa is my place. You are my home. You are my person. I feel at home when I'm with you too. Yeah, no matter where we go, no matter who we're with, I feel at home with you. I feel so safe and accepted and loved and all of those things when I'm with you. There was a song of this. Do, 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 do. Home's wherever I'm with you. Woohoo! Yes. You are home. Yes, we are home. Home is wherever I'm with you. Woohoo! That was one of the first songs of that band that you ever showed me <laughs> five years ago. Who is that? Do you remember? Nathaniel Ratliff. No. Yes, no. it is. No, it's Isn't not. It? No, it's not. No, no, it's not. no, no, no. It's a woman and a man, and they sing together. Uh, the band is predominantly, uh, it's a dude. Home. With you, home, It's on the tip of my tongue. But it is a long name. Static? Is static? No. I, electrostatic? I'm almost positive that that's in the goddamn name. <gasps> that's it! Whom is it? Edward Sharp and the Magnetic, magnetic. Zeros. Why like, did I think that was Nathaniel Rateliff in the Night Sweats? Because I also enjoy them uh, very much. Similar vibes. Very long name with a male first name at the beginning. Um, the video of that is quite lovely. It is. Yeah. I love you Home a lot. is whenever I'm with you. Oh, that was off key. <laughs> Anywho. It's fine. <laughs> Home is where, whenever I'm with you. Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. And that's one of your gifts, I think. I think you make people feel at home without even meaning to because you are so attuned to. I want. Mm, may I tell you why? Because remember how I was talking to you about that color study that we did? Hmm. Each color was granted the time to give a presentation about their color. So it was myself and the other person <laughs> who was our color. Okay. And <laughs> and so we were we were asked to provide a list and an understanding of our values mm. and such. Mhm. And and create a visual demonstration. All of the other color groups made lists, right? My person and I wrote out the words in a heart shape. <laughs> And then the second part of our visual aid was to walk in front of it and hug. <laughs> oh, my God. That's beautiful. <laughs> I know it makes so much more sense to it does. you. Yeah. Um, but 
I remember in our presentation in the values and the joys of being the way that we are. And I and I said one that was on my list and I said, granting people the space to be themselves. And do you know what was so grand? B8 stopped and went, I know that. This gentleman in his late 50s said, I know that. I can see that. I have seen that from you in the middle of this meeting. Wow. And I went, I guess it's motherfucking true. <laughs> and I, yes, and that is something that I will always strive to do because I know what it is and I never want a person to feel mm-hmm. stifled to be themselves. Mm-hmm. You live in this world just as much as I do. Right. You live in this world just as much as I do. The thing that I think that you bring to that, though, is that so many people are aware of that and want to hold space for others in that way. But you live that in a very intentional way. You bring that not just in your attitude towards people, but in how you speak to them, how you welcome them, how you interact with them. It's more than just your your belief that everyone is valid. It is you intentionally invite people you intentionally bring and draw out people's truths in a way that is so warm and loving and safe that i think you allow people to be in the world in a way that most others don't permit because you are so intentional about that because it is something that you want it's not just something you believe it's something that you do you take it from a noun to a verb you make it happen I want that. I want everybody to know that they can live and be themselves. The world is already hard enough. It sure is. I want to be a safe space. I want to be a peaceful place that people can be around. And you are. We all deserve that. We do. We deserve an island and an ocean of diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to human existence, y'all. Bow, 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 bow. Can we take a break? Would you mind? Yeah, let's take a break. I really appreciate this. I know this was super impromptu and not what we... Well, we didn't even have a plan, but no, here we, we are. What was funny is you went... What was it? Uh, speaking of ideas or speaking of plot points, and I looked at you and I went, don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> topics. Speaking oh, of topics. topics don't have any like here's the thing we have we have a wholehearted list and actually (laughs) remember how we were proffered the idea of friendship with animals oh yeah that's right when i was doing a side hustle uh that involved pirate speak i looked up pirate (laughs) pets and i have saved on my (laughs) internet web browser the interaction and relationship between pirates and their pets that they would keep. So we need to we're going to be bringing that up. I'm telling you, like we, it's oh, because that idea was emailed to us. Right. At, what is it? Our email address is bestfriendhoodpod at gmail That's where it was emailed to, and that's also why I'm not in charge of that email account. What is the email again? Bestfriendhoodpod at gmail.com so that idea was emailed to us and uh we are researching it but that's the cool thing is like oh because i can think of five news stories and i need to research about that mm-hmm. just like our historical friendships oh my god i want I people to lot, know that's gonna be like a three-parter yeah i have not forgotten about that i am working on it oh we could break it into 
but yes, it's going to be a multiple parter. Oh yeah. I have ideas. We'll talk about it off mic. I already have it kind of planned. Okay. Break time. Yeah. I was thinking of something while I was alone for a moment. I want to gush again towards you about you. I've recognized how the turmoil of the world and the uncertainty of life and all of the things kind of pop up. When I get the time to be around you, those waves settle. You're like a buoy. You're my buoy. (laughs) (laughs) But that is the truth. Um, You help calm the waters for me in many different ways, emotionally, mentally, and oftentimes the ease that I feel around you also expands into my physicality because I am a person throughout the week. uh, My shoulders tend to come up towards your ears. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And they do. And I have to remind myself, pull them back, pull them down, Mm -hmm. pull them back, pull them down. Mm -hmm. And when I'm around you, that's much easier. And I believe that's because you are a peaceful place for and with me. So that's just one more gush moment thanks i'm glad i'm glad that i bring that me too that's what, I want. that's what i want to be in the world i want to be a place where like we were talking about how you are a person who brings the safety and the invitation to be who you truly are to the people that you interact with i want for myself to be a person that invites peace and safety not even just to be who you are but just peace because the world is a lot. It's so much to deal with. And now we have this goddamn pandemic that continues on and on and on. If I can be something or someone rather who brings a level of calm into the storm, then I'm going to do that to the best of my ability. Is a level (laughs) against all other levels? (laughs) Yeah. And the neat thing is is like we've, we've been through such interesting strife in the last couple years Mm -hmm. yeah unique in the past century like it's literally been a hundred years since the last pandemic to the point that people didn't even know that there had been a pandemic a hundred years ago people thought that wearing masks and those kinds of things were new and alien and foreign they've never been no people in eastern parts whenever they feel ill they wear a mask out of kindness out of wanting to protect the other people around them yeah Yeah, it was foreign to us thank you yeah but i think that going through such an interesting time helps us to grow as Mm -hmm. kinder more empathetic Mm -hmm. people and i hope like and i hate that the way that it came around is so detrimental with so much loss of life and treasured moments and possibilities. Like, I hate that that has been lost for so many people. But I think going through what we have, hopefully, it was a hard life check and a solid reminder. Mm-hmm. That hopefully that those of us who are survivors can work together to make the world a better place so that if this happens again in our lifetimes, it doesn't have to have the same cost. 
It doesn't have to be what it has become. And I think so many of us feel such like this edge of things, like this edge of frustration or anger or discord of some sort. There is just that feeling of an edge across the globe, mm-hmm. I think. And I feel like that's because we've all been through so much so quickly. And I'm hoping that we can all grant each other more space because we're all feeling on edge. We're all going through this together. Why make it more difficult than it already is? I don't understand that. Right. Take a moment. Think. Think. Remember. Reflect. Each and every one of us are the protagonist in our own life story. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we need to recognize that Let's be the there best can be supporting character. <laughs> well, yeah, we yes, be the best supporting character to somebody else's protagonist or have space that there can be more than one protagonist in a story. It doesn't just have to be about you. It doesn't those, just have to be your story. That aren't those the most successful when there is a troop, when there is a group, when there is a fellowship? Because people are created, evolved whatever you choose to believe, to be in connection with each other, to be in community with each other. So when we actively fight against each other. I remember, what was it, like last summer, the summer before? Find your tribe. Yeah, that was a thing. It was a thing. Which is, I mean, there are some connotations. Uh, Correct, which aren't great. But I think the whitewashed meaning of that is to find the people who help embolden you in the way that you want to live your life and see the world Mm -hmm. and help build it better and let's leave behind the belief that we can't get along with different groups like we might be able we might be able we might disagree but that does not mean that we cannot get along correct yes i had no you go ahead i wanted to just say something i can't remember if i've talked about this before but I'm going to say it just in case I haven't. Yeah. Thinking about how the pandemic has affected people, our brains are not wired to be under this level of stress for a long period of time. I remember at the very beginning of the pandemic and everybody or almost everybody was quarantining. We were all isolating in our own homes. We weren't going out and seeing each other. People were being incredibly careful and mindful about shopping and you know, sending one person to the grocery store instead of the whole family going for an outing, all of those steps that we took inherently kind of made sense to, I would say, a vast majority of us that, yes, my stress response is to do what it takes to help others because that's what we're wired to do. Most people have a stress response that if there's something we can do to help, we want to do that thing. I was so creative in that time I wanted to start a blog and a podcast and I wanted to start like connecting with people and hosting online virtual get-togethers where we dress up in different, you know, themes I of I remember that. Yeah. Right? I never actually did them because then the stress didn't stop. My stress response at the time was let me bring people together. And I didn't because the stress didn't stop. The pandemic didn't end in a week. It didn't just disappear. It continued, and my emotional bandwidth went downhill. And all of us do that. When there's a flood or a tornado or a fire, what's the first thing that you see on the news after the announcement of the devastation? You hear about how people step up to the plate and help each other out. Because when we are in distress, we want to help each other. 
That was a thing. Um, Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers. Look for the helpers. Yes. His mother told him that when something horrible happens, look for the helpers. The thing that I find with that, it's a beautiful sentiment, and I agree with it. Look for the people who are willing to help. Be and a also helper. Be the helper. Yes, because, because that was pairs are not enough. And that sentiment. If you want the world to be better. Make it so. Be a little bit better. That sentiment was shared with the child and was then shared with other children. That sentiment was never meant to be a pat yourself on the back and, oh, look for the helpers because we're all adults. Right. No, you are the adult. You be the helper. You be the one to bring a lasagna to to someone or whatever it is. Yes. Don't just apathetically look for the helpers. Be the helper. Our brains, our bodies are not wired to undergo this stress long term. So when your emotional bandwidth starts getting really low, do what you need to do to take care of yourself and then do what you need to do to help someone else because that will help reduce those feelings of isolation, depression, sadness. Helping others is so hardwired in us to alleviate our own difficulties. There was a scientist and i cannot cannot recall what timeline that it was but they were able to kind of pinpoint down when they thought that empathy really started to become hardwired into our existence and become uh something that we evolved into i think i know what you're gonna say there was an instance where they found a skeleton. Yes. And it had what was an old fractured bone. In the leg. In the leg, which would have meant that that being would have been left behind and deserted and would would have probably died from starvation or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, or predators or correct, anything else. They found it near others. Which means at a very, very early pivotal point in humanhood, there was a sense of empathy to where other people around this person who broke their leg gave them the opportunity to heal, took care of this person because they found worth within that person, even though they were broken temporarily. They took the time to set the bone so that it could heal. They took the time to... I don't even know if they knew how to set the bone. Well, but that person's bone healed. It it, it healed so they did something do. to do to help it heal. They allowed that person the opportunity to heal. They provided yes. food and water for that person and Correct. shelter and they protected that person. Whether or not the bone healed correctly, they took care of that person. That was the first sign of human empathy. And I love that. That we were no longer thinking just about ourselves survival. or our own survival. And what is survival if not propagation, right? In mm-hmm. the base of base. Ace of base. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like this is another topic. We've been talking for a very long time. We have. And that's okay. I love you. I love you too. I love who you are. I love what you bring into the world and into my life. And just everything about you. Your warmth and your honesty I love having you in this world, too, so that I can be and give the things that you just mentioned. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. You can check us out on Twitter and Insta at BFHpod. 
We're also on patreon.com slash bfhpod. That would be a huge help because we have to take time and spend money to make this podcast. So if you're willing to support us in more than just a like or a follow, that would be fantastic. That'd be nice. You could also rate, review, and subscribe. Oh, wholeheartedly, that would be tremendous to help spread the word about this podcast farther than we can. And that is doable because of your like and your review and your share. So if you wouldn't mind taking a hot second to do that, that would be tremendous, wholeheartedly. We've already shared our email address, but one more time for those in back. I hope I don't biff it. Bestfriendhoodpod at gmail.com. You nailed it. Correct. Yes. Also, our beautiful imagery was created by the extraordinary, talented, shall I say magical, Jennifer Bate. She's one of the best. Correct. You can hear us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Pod. Are we on Stitcher? Oh my you God, we that. are on you Stitcher. You did that. I didn't do it. You did it. I forgot about that. Hello. Oh my God. I completely forgot about Stitcher. Sorry, Stitcher. I mean, you did it. I sure did. Okay. I'm like, I'm assuming that we're still there. <laughs> no, nope, we never are. I never looked. <laughs> <laughs> we are. It's just been a hot minute since I've had time to actually like log in and check our stuff. Oh gosh. But I know it's still there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and we are made possible by your sweet little ears, dear listeners. One of one of us will be episoding, episoding, editing this episoding, which is Jacob. It's my turn. It's your turn. Thank you, by the way, for granting that time. Always. Um, so, dear listeners, please remember, you are loved. And you are worth being loved. And we sure shit love you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. This really hurts my shoulder. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, that's how I end it. <laughs>